Tuesday, May 11th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, the Cubs are in town to open a quick two-game series. Uh, we'll get to a little bit of detail on that later. But uh, what I guess the, the big question, what we really want to know as the Indians sort of embark now on playing teams other than the American League Central, which is it's where they've sat for the, uh, the first you know month and a half of the season, uh, playing mostly teams from the American League Central. Uh, they're about to, to sort of branch out and, and play some different teams. They're about to head west after, uh, after this two games with the Cubs. Where's the offense going to come from? What, uh, what are the hopes that, that they can turn things around at the plate uh, as, as they sort of start to face different pitchers, different pitching staffs, and get a different look uh, from some of the teams and, and opponents that they're about to play? Yeah, Joe, I, I would think, you know, you know, we've, they've, they've gotten uh, some consistent, some, some consistency from, you know, like Reyes, Naylor, uh, Jose Ramirez. Those, to me, those are the guys that jump out, but they really need some help at the, at the top of the order, you know, Hernandez and I'm Ahmed Rosario, who's ever hitting in the, in the two hole and somebody somewhere has, has got to start hitting at that bottom of the lineup, you know, to, to help them. Uh, uh, Jimenez, uh, uh, you know, Hedges, Bowers, you know, Bowers showed a little sign of life in the last week or so, but, you know, they, you know, you can't, you can't contend and hit 210 as a team. How long can you do that? I guess, you know, they're doing it right now, but hitting 210, your team batting average is, you know, that's, I mean, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not April anymore. It's you're into, uh, you know, you're into the middle of uh, May. Well, and, and I think hitting 210 and trying to win games that way, win close games would be maybe a little bit more of a, a I don't want to say practical model, but a, a sustainable model. If your pitching staff, which you, you know, sort of knew going into the season that it was going to be important and you were going to rely and lean heavily on them. Uh, particularly the top three in the rotation, uh, and you have done that so far, but you weren't expecting that the the bottom two guys in the rotation, uh, Tristan McKenzie and whether it's uh, Logan Allen or Sam Henches, uh, or yeah, whoever whoever they they, they stick in those that that number five spot, uh, you weren't expecting them to only last two three innings at a time uh, and and start to get in and, and start wearing out your bullpen. Uh, that's not a model that's going to be sustainable. Uh, right now, Shane Bieber is as good as it gets in, in baseball. And Savali has, has been really good behind him. Uh, Plesak showed the last two starts that he's, he's sort of maybe turned a corner and is, is going to be a little more uh, like the Zach Plesak that we expected him to be, sort of like the guy from 2020. Uh, it's, it's those other two rotation spots that have been taxing your bullpen and been unreliable, uh, with the exception of Tristan McKenzie's last start, which was excellent against the Royals. But, you know, I think at, at that point on, on Thursday last week, uh, the Royals couldn't find the rear end with both hands if you tried. So uh, McKenzie definitely took advantage of that. Would like to see him repeat that. Uh, but this comes down to, uh, you know, a, a bullpen that saved them countless times this season. Yeah, bullpen's got the uh, top ERA in among you know bullpens in, in the American League at 
uh, two seven one. Uh, they, and Joe, they pitched a few. You know, the fourth they ranked in innings pitched. They ranked you know the fourteenth fewest. I mean, they've you know the only you know one bullpen has pitched fewer innings than they have. So you know that's a good sign. Uh, you know they 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 haven't really felt the burden yet, but. You know, with those two, the, with the fourth and fifth spots misfiring and maybe giving you five innings a shot, you know that's that that snowball is rolling down the hill toward them, and they're really, you know, uh, uh, Terry Francona is really going to have to manage manage that pen to, to make sure it doesn't get burned out. So, you know, that's why you know you really need some offense here, and maybe going to the West Coast, you know, playing, you know, they're, they're in a dome, you know, in, in Seattle, the, the weather's, you know, usually great in Anaheim. Maybe that'll, that, that'll help them get going because, uh, you know, they need to hit, they, they need to hit, they need to take the hit, they need to hit to take the burden off this pitching staff. Yeah. You mentioned the, uh, the bottom of the order, Jake Bowers, uh, he hit his first home run in Kansas city last week. Uh, you mentioned Austin Hedges who will now sort of be installed not necessarily as the the starting catcher or the, the a number one guy, but uh, he'll he'll get the the majority of the the innings behind the plate. And Andres Jimenez uh, again with everything else going on, uh, you know, with the Indians' defense, with with him being as young as he is, uh, just to keep his head above water offensively, uh, maybe scratch out a, a hit or a walk or or you know move runners along, uh, that kind of thing. We need to see more of that sort of offense out of uh, Andres Jimenez as opposed to any sort of regression. Uh, and you, you, you talked about uh, Cesar Hernandez, uh, uh, what, three hits on Saturday, and really has looked like he, at the end of the KC trip, looked like he had started to swing the bat a little better. Uh, Eddie Rosario looks like the guy who, who really could be a linchpin here, uh, a key to this. As the weather heats up, Eddie Rosario is going to heat up and, and, and get to his numbers, as, as Tito always said. Uh, we just need to see a little more pop out of Eddie Rosario, which is not something we've seen so far this season. Yeah, to me, yeah, that's a great point, Joe, because I think Eddie, I don't think he's hitting 200, is he? Or he's hitting no. right around there. You know, he's driven in some runs. He's hitting in the third spot, fourth spot, you know, a key position. And uh he, he makes so many quick outs to me, Joe, he, you know, it just, uh, you know, he just, I guess, you know, what the reputation was, he's going to swing at, at just about anything. And we've seen that. And, uh, you know, he said something that uh, kind of is still, you know, rattling around in the back of my mind um, when the twins were in town. And he said, uh, you know, he didn't realize it would be this cold in Cleveland. You know, <laughs> in April and April and uh, in April and May. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is a guy that's spent his whole career playing in, in Minnesota. I mean, outside in Minnesota, it's gotta be just as cold as in Minnesota as, as it is in Cleveland. So maybe the weather has, you know, kind of, you know, held him back a little bit and, and we'll see him get going here. Well, he, did he think it was Myrtle beach? Uh, I mean, yeah, in relation yeah, I to look, look at, I, I don't, I don't get it. India, I guess, I, you know, I'm not going to blame him. Uh, he's, he's from Puerto Rico where uh, they have gorgeous beaches and, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, a geography lesson might be uh, necessary for some of these guys if they're expecting Cleveland to be a tropical paradise in May. Uh, not exactly the case ever. Uh, we, we talked about, uh, before we started recording here, the Indians having the youngest pitching staff uh, in, in, in Major League Baseball. 
whether it's, uh, you know, the youngest starting rotation, I think by far, uh, and, and really, you know, just organizationally, there really isn't that one, you know, veteran guy sitting anywhere in the organization right now, who's, who's got a, a few years of, of pitching experience under his belt. Even they don't even have a, a veteran guy stashed at AAA right now. Everything that's coming up and every pitcher that you're going to see in, in, in pitch an inning of starting baseball here in, in, in Cleveland this year is somebody that's been developed and brought up through this Indians organization or acquired in a trade and developed that way. But uh, this is, this is a, a really young staff and navigating to where they are right now with these young guys is, is, is tricky. You are, you're, you're not kidding, Joe, when you look at it, uh, you know, I, I, in, in one regard, if you're Tristan McKenzie and Sam Hankins, you got to feel pretty good because the guys behind you, you know, are just, just like you, you know, they're, they're, you know, the, and you, you've got a little more experience in them because you're in the big leagues. So you're in a little better position, but you know, what do we know about uh, JC Mejia? Mejia. John Carlos uh, what, Mejia. Yeah. John, uh, Eli, Eli Morgan, Scott Moss. Those are, you know, probably the three guys in the pipeline behind uh, um, behind uh, McKenzie and, and uh, Henkes. Uh, and those are, they're all at Columbus right now. Uh, so, you know, if they do have to make a change, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be more of the same, you know? So I think, you know, they, they knew, you know, Chris Antonetti and uh, when, Sunday's game got rained out. Uh, he was he was talking about the rotation and talking about McKenzie and Henkes and the fourth and fifth spots. And he, you know, instead of being concerned, he was encouraged because he thinks those two guys have made some good steps and uh, that they've got the right, you know, they've got they've got the opportunity to develop more pitching and they've done a very good job of that. So we'll see how that works. But, you know, <laughs> It, it, there's not a lot of, uh, like you said, uh, great point. There's not a lot of experience there. Right. And it, it, when you talk to guys like uh, Carl Willis and, and Chris Antonetti as well, they will tell you that that final step of a player's development takes place at the big league level. You know, the, the last sort of light bulbs to go off have to, it has to be at the big league level. It can't, nobody just comes from, the minors and, and has it all together and, and, and clicks and stays, or if they do, it's a, it's a rare few uh, th that are able to do that. It's, it's to be expected that there might be some, some developmental struggles for some of these guys at the big league level like this. Uh, and, and they're going to give McKenzie and Hentges and, you know, whether it's a, a Logan Allen or a Scott Moss or any of those guys, you know, a little bit more leash right now, it's just trying to balance that, you know, they're also trying to win right now. They're a game out of first place in the American league central division. That wasn't maybe necessarily something that they expected to be right now. I don't think they expected to come home after uh, the Kansas city trip in, in first place, sole possession of first place. Uh, you know, obviously what happened against Cincinnati uh, changed that, but uh, right now they trail the white Sox by one game and they're two and a half ahead of Kansas city which has just completely fallen apart since uh, that the, the Indians visit there. Uh, I, it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I, I think McKenzie and Hentges are going to get a bunch more starts in the, in the spots that they're in just because they, the Indians are going to give them a chance to sort of get their feet steady and, and, 
and plant it. Uh, it's uh, to this point, you, you couldn't move one of those guys out of the spot and say that you gave him a fair chance. So, yeah, I think that's a good point. And I forgot about Logan Allen, but you know, Logan still is, I think Logan Allen was, forgot about Logan Allen. Yeah. His first start in Columbus was not good. So, I mean, he's got some work to do, so he's down there. I mean, I don't know, but he has some repair repair work to do. I'm sure to get, to get back where he was in spring training and, you know, where he won a spot in the rotation. Well, if he can get back to spring training, Logan Allen, that was one of the better pitchers in the Indians, you know, organization at spring training. So uh, that's, that's sort of what I think they're hoping to see is to have that depth. It's that the point is that they have depth in the starting in, in starting pitching. It's just really inexperienced depth. So uh, they're going to lean heavily on the top three in the rotation to chew up innings. It, the more, you know, six, seven, eight inning starts that they can get out of Shane Bieber, Aaron Savali, Zach Klesak, you know, the better. Uh, but then again, you've got to balance. These are, are young guys as well, and you don't want to burn them out way too early. Uh, and, and they talked about load management early in the season and in spring training. Uh, this, you know, uh, these guys are horses, but you can only ride them for so long. Yeah, and it's it's such a switch from what we've been used to, Joe. And, you know, this is part of their, you know, retooling, rebuilding, you know, changing course direction, whatever, whatever you talk about what this organization is doing with this roster. You know, the, the rotation has been the strength of this team for, what, four, five, six years. And you've always had veteran guys. You've always had a Clevenger. You've always had a Carrasco in, in those third or fourth or fifth spots. And they don't have them now. You know, you've got three good, three young guys at the top of the rotation that are, you know, kind of, you know, outside of Bieber, you know, Savali and, and Plesek are still have to prove themselves in the big mm -hmm. leagues. And then you've got really four, two question marks in the fourth and fifth spot. And, you know, they're willing to li live with that. And so far, you know, it, it is, uh, it's working, you know, I mean, it, it, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but like you said, they're a game out of first place. And, uh, you know, they really, and they're hitting 210 as a team. So, you know, something is going right and something is going wrong. So if they all get pointed in the right direction, this could be, you know, an interesting season. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore 
Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right. Well, with the uh, Cubs in town uh, today, you know, not necessarily the first time that they've been back since uh, since 2016. They've been back a, uh, a couple of times, actually. They were back last year. But uh, just thought it would be, uh, you know, necessarily fun, but uh, interesting to look back on that 2016 World Series uh, when the Cubs were here in town and, and the two rosters, how they're different now, uh, you know, where some of those guys are. Uh, did a did a piece this morning. Uh, that, that sort of looked at that, but uh, it's, it's surprising. There's only what I can, I can count three guys on the roster for the Indians right now who were with the team in 2016. And one of those is Brian Shaw, who was gone for three years. Uh, he's just now back. Uh, the, the Cubs look like they have uh, quite a few more uh, guys still with the club, uh, still with the, the team that, that was there, that were there in 2016 that celebrated in the, uh, the visitors locker room after winning the World Series. Guys like Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant, uh, Javi Baez, uh, David Ross, who was a catcher, a backup catcher on that team, is now the manager. And uh, Mike Napoli, who was with the Indians uh, in, during that series, uh, has, has made his way over to the Cubs side and is a, uh, I don't want to say bench coach, but I, I believe he was coaching some first base at one time. And he's a, a, quality, assistant, a quality assurance coach for David Ross and the Cubs. So uh, some of the players are, are still there. Some of the guys who who made some of those moments uh, happen in 2016 will be there tonight as the Cubs open a series at Progressive Field. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always fun to see the, the Indians and Cubs, you know, get together after 2016. That, that, that series was, you know, just a great series, I thought. Maybe, you know, uh, but uh, it, it didn't end the right way for Indians fans. Right, uh, you were you were very close there. It was it was probably one of the best <laughs> World Series we've ever seen. Think yeah. about how competitive and how close it was. It was a really good World Series, regardless of the outcome for a Cleveland fan. It was it was fun to watch. Yeah, and you know the Indian situation. You have two basically two starting pitchers, uh, and uh, you know. Tomlin and, and Kluber are going on short rest every time. I mean, I just, you know, just just a, a great You know, uh, Carlos Santana playing left field in, at Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. I, that's something I never thought I'd see, but just a great series. And, uh, you know, so that, that brings back those memories. But, you know, Joe, like you were talking, like you did that story today, the uh, the turnover with the, not particularly with the Cubs, but, but more so with the Indians, you know, when uh, Tyler Tyler Naquin was a part of that team and mm-hmm. uh, starting center fielder, and he was in town with the Reds this weekend, this past weekend, and they showed a video clip of him, you know, tribute to him, and you know, a big part of it was the inside the park home run against Toronto in 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, when he when he uh, you know he dove across home plate and gave the uh, rock and roll symbol and, and jumped up, and all the people that mobbed him, all those guys, nobody's there yet. Nobody's still right. with the clean. You know, uh, Kipnis and and uh, you know, Napoli and and Chisenhall, all those guys are gone. You know that that whole group of people that were mobbing him at the plate, and it just goes to show you 
how quick this turn this team has turned over the roster. Just you know, and and it happens almost every year. Right, and and, and think about that pitching staff that that could still be here. You know, the that have been traded away. You, Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer, Mike Clevenger, Carlos Carrasco, all those guys are were on that team. Clevenger pitched in that World Series. I didn't even I totally forgot that he was in the bullpen and been pitched in, in, in relief in that series. Um, yeah, it, it's just interesting to, to sort of, and we're obviously, you know, Francisco Lindor, that was the series that sort of made him a star. Yeah. And, and he's now, he, he had gone on from that and uh, he's, he's in New York as, as well. But Jose Ramirez, you think about it, what Jose Ramirez did after that world series is, equal to anybody in baseball right now he's he put up a 21 point like four war in the seasons since that world series i did not realize that that's impressive and and that was the year the offseason that he got rewarded with uh the the five-year contract extension that sort of you know locked him in and is the reason he's still here uh but you know jose ramirez's career takes off uh the other guys in that series that sort of produce you Obviously, you've got the the villain. You've got Darth Vader. You've uh, uh, you've got Aroldis Chapman, who after uh, you know sort of closing out Game Seven, he went on uh, a couple more times to sort of be the the thorn in the Indians' side, and uh, especially in the playoffs, the, they couldn't get past him in 2017. Uh, they couldn't get past him uh, last season in, in Game Two of the the, the Wild Card playoff, uh, and and then you've got Raja Davis who's now sitting in the, the commissioner's office, I guess, you know, he's a, he's a, a senior advisor to the, the commissioner. Uh, uh, he goes around and, and, and talks on new rules and, and, and he's also helping with minority development in the game. But Rajay Davis now working for the commissioner's office. He authored, you know, the signature moment of that series with the, the home runoff of Chapman uh, voted the number one moment in progressive field history by the fans. Uh, that's it, if you were ever building a statue to, uh, you know, anything from that series, it was, it was Roger Davis, you know, running around the bases uh, after, after hitting that home run with the entire ballpark swing. Oh my God. That was, uh, I could, I still get chills thinking about that. And, and Davis, you know, choked halfway up the bat against Chapman and just hit it on the line drive right into the home, you know, the home run porch. What a, what a moment that was. That was, and like you said, Joe, if uh, if Ross, you know uh, Ross doesn't hit the uh, the home run in uh, you know in the sixth inning, that's a go ahead home run. Maybe you know who knows? It, right. It it might have might have uh, uh, changed the whole outcome of the game seven. Yeah, and that home run was off of Andrew Miller. You know, uh, a guy who the Indians had had basically just gotten on his shoulders for the entire series, uh, the entire playoff. And the, the way he was used and, and was revolutionized bullpens. Uh, once again, Terry Francona putting his stamp on the world series. Uh, so yeah, it just, all those memory when, when, when I walk into the ballpark and they're playing the Cubs, that's what I think about. I, I think back, uh, you know, to the, to those five years ago with all those moments and everything else that was going on. And, you know, uh, it, Cleveland had just come off of its first championship of any kind that summer when the, when the Cavs won in, in June. And it was just a, uh, it was a different time, man. It was, it was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I wish we could get back to crowds like that again, because that was amazing. Watch those guys 
every day when the 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 gates opened and you'd watch the guys sprint from from the gates to the drink rails in right field and left field <laughs> they could all grab their spot it was like the running of the bulls every game it was, it was <laughs> that's right i forgot about that so yeah. uh you know hopefully we're back to that soon and and hopefully we get an atmosphere like that again uh playoff feel uh at the ballpark uh hoinsey will uh we'll watch for uh, our coverage of uh, this two-game series, and then get ready to head out west uh, coming up this week here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk. All right, again. Joe. Thanks, man.